What's up, everyone? This week, uh, we're doing another episode of the Talking Nardcore with uh, our favorite picks of uh, five-year spans, our favorite two releases, and uh, this one's super fun. We're doing 1985 to 1989, and uh, these are great years for music, so this is so fun to get into. Um, If you would like to support the podcast, um, please like, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, please share it. And, you know, really, uh, take this to heart. Please give it a like and please write a short review. I don't know why that stuff matters, but it goes a long way to, like, getting the podcast, like, rated. And then more people can find it. So that is much appreciated. If you would like to go the extra mile, please go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south and become a monthly uh, contributor on the Patreon. And, uh... Yeah, these are my personal heroes. These are the ones that keep the podcast alive, literally. Um, the pod would not still be going if it wasn't for the Patreons who are uh, basically holding the weight for this. Um, so thanks so much to them. And uh, all right, let's get on with the show. miles south a hardcore punk rock podcast all right everyone this episode we are continuing with our series of choosing our favorite two releases of every year and now so the the rules if you didn't listen to the first episode are uh we are choosing one, which is our favorite California punk or hardcore record of the year. And then the other one is a wild card where it can be any release of any genre. So, for instance, in 1985, you could choose a California punk and hardcore record. Let's say RKL, Keep Laughing. And you can also choose whatever Madonna record came out that year. Or, or you can choose two... California Punk and Harker records, if those are your two favorite releases. So it's just the rules of you're choosing at least one California Punk and Harker record, and then you're choosing a wild card, whatever the fuck you want. It can be a cassette tape, it can be a 7-inch, it can be an LP, it can be whatever. Um, and that's that. So, you know we're talking Narcore. Uh, at least one Narcore release is going to get on there, I think. Uh, right? For sure. Okay. That means we got Stu from Omega Point. What up? Yeah, and that also means we got the legend, episode one. Hello, everyone. Joe Rivas. You can say hi again. You, Hello, ju- you jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you know. Hey, if you record with Roger, he can just bump you back a little bit if you yeah. sing out of time. Yeah, I don't have a you name know? anymore. I don't go by Joe Rivas anymore. I go by the <laughs> episode legend. One. Episode it's one. It's the <laughs> longest <laughs> fucking nickname ever. <laughs> It's well deserved. For oh, sure. oh, 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 uh, Nardcore, I, I know those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we also all got special <laughs> guests this week. All of them? All of them? <laughs> this week we got the main man. You know Benji. Everyone Nard knows Benji. You all know Benji. Yeah. It's great to be here. He's he's the fucking man behind the skins in uh, Railer and Combat Shock. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Any, you, got, you got a third one that's on the down low? Uh, 
Yeah, but we're going to keep it on the down low. All right. Yeah. You guys will know by the time this is out, you guys are going to hear about that shit. Because when Benji touches some shit, you know it's gold. Um, so let's kick it off, dude. Hey, real quick, I want to throw out, uh, I realized that when I was reading my list for the other bands, the, the other records of 1984 uh-huh. from our last episode, um, that I read the ones from the 85 so I fucked up. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's gonna be a hell of a lot of editing. Yeah, Nobody no. called him out on it. Nobody yeah. did. Damn. Fuck. Wow. This is this is like my uh, light jacket, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Even worse. <laughs> this is rip the bandaid. Someone had to get a burrito from. Corrales. This is 185 miles. Tell. Joe bought it for me. ASMR. Yes, because they don't, they don't seal off the end. So they you know don't. it's Corrales. That's why I didn't like it. First time I had it, just saying. Where's that like, from? God, I'm, I'm a boy boy, and I don't know how to eat a burrito. <laughs> you know what was wild is I got a I got a bre- <laughs> I got a breakfast burrito there once, and it's it's really unique because I hadn't had one there, and they're like they actually put rice in the breakfast burrito. Yeah. Interesting. So nice. I had I had to and yeah, it's yeah, it's like everything, and, and I had to roll with it because I was like, man, that sounds fucked, but I was like, let's let's roll with it because Kraus has been around forever. And they got to have something here, and it was it was interesting. Sweet. I would say that it didn't add anything or take away from the burrito, so maybe a little more texture. But I prefer a, a plain egg, cheese, and potato. I love rice for breakfast. Yeah, that's that's not a rice no. I'm almost for, like, in no, a breakfast though. In a breakfast, wait, no, no rice. Yeah, no, no rice. No, they they put rice. It's egg, cheese, potato, bean, and rice in a breakfast burrito. That's just stacked. I don't know. I've gotten weird during breakfast, but. I never fuck with rice and a burrito for breakfast. That's just me. It, it was it was interesting, but not offensive. I would say <laughs> I like it. I'm almost the minimalist. I'll, I do. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the egg and potato, no cheese. Oh, no like that's yeah, yeah. Like no, I'm I'm strictly right egg cheese, egg, egg cheese, potato, and then I bring my own hot sauce because I want a very simple. I don't want a salsa. I want a straight hot sauce. So like Valentina's tabatillo, yeah. you know, if if I got it. I want Tamasula, which is the best, but you can only get it in fucking Mexico, <laughs> you know? You're a man of particular taste. Yeah. Well, what, what are you going to so do? So the best burritos of 1985 were. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not at Pepe's. No, it's never been <laughs> <laughs> Fucking worst. Uh, best hoodie, though. The Pepe's hoodies. Oh, dude, I have a rad Pepe's tank top. We, I I ate a lot of Pepe's. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say that I haven't. But yeah, it's definitely never been the best place. No location, location, location. Yeah, yeah. And if you've been swimming all day, just give me something. Well, four slipped on. Well, four slipped on Rossmore. So yeah, you know it was perfect because we well, would just walk up there and. Yeah, and Ryan literally literally lived in the house next to Pepe's. Yeah, that tiny white one, as I remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Wait, Blasting Concept played a Fred Hammer event. Right, in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Yeah, Pepe's. And I think we covered Locals Only and Ryan moshed, and that was fucking (laughs) sick. Hell yeah. (laughs) That was so cool, dude. Yeah. (laughs) If Ryan's there... And a band covers locals only, and he doesn't mosh. All cred is out. Yeah. yeah well, true. there goes the legend of Ryan Fredette. That's true. <laughs> He's, out. <laughs> He's out. He's out. Something must be Because what is he going to have? Oh, dude. I got a bum leg. It's like, motherfucker, you've had that bum leg since 94, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So we're jumping right into it. 
The year is 1985. The correct answer is RKL. Keep laughing. But, Stu, what do you got? Wait, who else had that on their list? I have that on my list. I had it on my I list. I chose something different. No, but. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you go first, and then we'll all just talk about keep laughing. Yeah. Actually, let's start with Benji. Are we going to keep laughing? Uh, honestly, I was going to choose Descendants. For California Punk and Hardcore, yeah. 85 Descendants. Uh, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I, uh, man. But I thought the legend, Joe Rivas, told me that was 84. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did I did tell you that. But Yeah, uh, but who are the posers at the table not checking him? Yeah. Fact checking? Yeah. This is 2020. We fact check now. Yeah. Hey, no judges, dude. Oh, I, just, I, was, I just read it wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Pod World. That's a month of me getting fucking emails. <laughs> You're gonna lose Patreon subscribers over yeah. this. Oh. This is this is a scandal, bro. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> the legend's not so legendary anymore. That's what's gonna happen, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. Get so descendants. So, so Benji, if you had to compare this against uh, the first descendants record, what do you choose? Uh, I, I honestly, I think I would choose this one. Yeah, I, I might like the production is a little bit tighter. Yeah, the flow of their songs are just—they're finding their lane, they're finding their way. And honestly, uh, you got "Silly Girl" on that album. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, uh, and "My World" is a great song as well. Yeah. So I mean, but there's other bangers on there, but man, it's just like a great record. Well, and oh, go go. Yeah, for no, it. no, 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 go. Oh, the other it, thing is like yours. The reason why I picked that one. Is because when I first heard The Descendants, it was Everything Sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know, that record is f- like musically tight. Perfect for me. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest comeback, comeback album ever. ever oh, dude. Right? Yeah. It's just insane. And so listening to that first, it was easier to kind of. Shout uh, out to Daniel that can't stand hearing people eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's ASMR. <laughs> Shout out to Fugazi. <laughs> but either way, uh, I don't want to grow up was a good transition to. Oh, yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have the uh, like Caribbean air horn? <laughs> the Vuvuzuela? <laughs> I wish. I don't think is it a Vuvuzuela? No. But. No, what is that? Oh, the burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Oh, ham horn. <laughs> Honestly, you know, fuck that one. You should just do the Vuvuzuela instead. <laughs> the other one is like way too played out. <laughs> it's way too played out. Uh, that, it is played out, but it still always makes me laugh. I never hate when someone does it. I'm like, okay, I love that. I used to pour lattes, and when I do a perfect pour, I'd, I'd ham horn on my phone. That <laughs> <laughs> <At> Pete's coffee. <laughs> Uh, either way, I don't want to grow up. Yeah, is the fucking shit. I was just gonna Great throw out pick, that, Benji. That, that you know, Bill Bill's playing because he had been in Black Flag all that time. Yes, you know, in between, you know those 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 records. Yeah, yes. so, so his playing just improved that much more because of all the tours exactly. and everything that, that they were doing. Yeah, so. that same year, <laughs> probably wow. getting berated by Greg yeah. Ginn yeah. for a couple of years. That's yeah. why he, but that's why Bill Stevenson is the goat because yeah. that same year in '85, Black Flag released Loose Nut, and honestly, and a banger on that album is "I'm the One." Holy shit, man! It's a Fuck. great song. It's a great song, but it's just Bill Stevenson. Yeah. 
two yeah. different bands. Yeah. He's been like, yeah, Greg Jennings just like fucking whipping the shit out of him, <laughs> making him practice seven hours a day and shit. <laughs> you got to break him in. Yeah. That's, that's what's up. Break him down, break yeah. him in. Yeah. Stu hit it. With my wild card? Mm-mm. With your California. California? Well, I picked RKL, keep laughing. Fuck yeah. I picked <clears throat> RKL, keep laughing as well. Okay. So you oh, guys, so. let's. You guys share this one. Well, first hold hands. <laughs> then look me in the eye and tell me how you feel about this record. Oh, yeah, papi. Well, it starts with uh, Think Positive. Yeah. One of the greatest first songs on a punk album. Yeah. And also, let's, let's talk about the artwork. This is the Dan Sites masterpiece. F, yeah. Because not only like is the art ill, but the color scheme is ill. It's yeah. fucking amazing. That blue with yeah. the with the you know, like the magenta. Icy. It's just, it just looks like an icy color yeah. scheme. It's like iconic. The, like the snowboarding like polar bear. Yeah, I mean I think about the color scheme and I think about RKL. Yeah. You know, the same way that you, you think about like the first adolescence LP or you know uh, oh, the, sure. or or associating yellow with like the bad brains or or something. I love it. Yeah, yeah I did sure. too. And Dead Ted's, love that song. Just slow mid-tempo the whole way through, just describing what it was like to party in Santa Barbara around that time. And um, it just puts you there, and I fucking love it. And uh, like I've said before, it's like they're the first band I ever heard a lot of like cymbal catches into bass parts that go into a circle pit, and it just blew me away, like how these songs just captured so much speed and would stop it on a dime. And like, they were just so tight and you could just tell by the recording. And, uh, I just think like the whole band is bomber. Like for the most, I know he wrote all the music and, you know, played the drums on it. I, I don't know who's playing bass on it. I think you would know though, Joe. Well, I'm not sure. It's before Joe. So yeah. I was listening to, uh, no effects, liberal animation the other day as I was on my, uh, my hunt to find who originated the do that do that do that and uh because you know we we think that it it may have come from bomber like tossed it in there and then maybe smelly from no effects like you know took a snit like a a little piece of that and then turned it into like a thing um but i was so shocked that like kind of on liberal animation smelly's playing like a super loose style that is almost emulating bomber like Bomber style is really loose, but I, I know that in those early RKL records that he really took he took the discharge D beat <laughs> with the kick for sure. So he did a lot of that, which I noticed. And then as he progressed, like on a lot of like the later like eighty eight, eighty nine live albums in Europe, he's doing what you would do on a double kick, but with a single pedal, which is just right. like like as the entire circle pit, it's, it's hard to do. It's fucking wild. Yeah, it's like, hard to do con- he, consistently. He's doing like the basically like the the Motorhead beat, but in double time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I chose this one because those who listened to the U-Pod before, I fucked up and also chose West Coast. Um, originally, and so I, I settled with this, and I didn't want to choose an Oxnard-related band, but I did choose this one, um, because I had chosen Walk Together, Rock Together, originally, so, yep, but this is still, um, of the other records that came out this year, this is, this is by far, to me, the best. 
because it's amazing. Yeah, I love it too because it like it makes the glory years of the Nard also spread from like eighty three with Don't Be Mistaken to this RKL Keep Laughing and my pick, the Doctor No Burn seven inch, which I think is. I mean, to think that this comes out after Plug in Jesus, where like Plug in Jesus is, you know, it's those guys in Doctor No being like huge Discharge fans. And then being able to like do their own stab on it. And a lot of that is in Kyle's vocals being so zany. And also like his his topics, like they're fucking cool. It's kind of like where a lot of like heavy metal, including them, would end up going. But it's like early punk, crazy, drivey, psycho music. They put out a great LP, or it could be considered... Plugging Jesus, some people say it's an EP, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's, but it's I mean, a it's... fucking fully formed LP. Um, and but then to follow that up the next year with a fucking burn seven inch, which is like the songs are just on par. I mean, these songs are so good they could have been like the LP songs of the year before. They're so yeah. ahead of their time. Yeah, and then you know, burn probably the greatest Doctor No song. If if I had to choose song. one, you know, maybe the greatest Narcore song, although. Booking this cover. Um, <laughs> what if they were having a duel to the death? Who knows? You know, and black and gray <laughs> and conditioned and, yeah. you know, intense energy and SATC. You know, what, what are we going to do? Keep going. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that Omega Point song off the fucking Narco for Life comp. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. They killed it last night, by the way. Yeah. Oh, like four months ago? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, burn is my pick, and uh, burn, the, that burn EP is absolutely fantastic. It's a th- and it's a three piece, so you know that makes it that much more uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Stigmata, the wounds of Christ. Sorry, so good. Yeah, yeah. So demented. <laughs> so, it's so fucking metal, dude. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, but it's be the way it's sonically is punk, but it's like so yes. metal, and that, yeah. and that's why it resonates with people. Like, you know, obviously Slayer did not choose a song off this seven inch; they chose a song off the the Plug in Jesus. Yeah, but this they music, easily, of course, yeah, this is resonating with metal. Everyone across the yeah. board of liking. Crazy music. Yeah. yeah. The, the the reproductions of these songs later on This Island Earth, uh, well, a few of the songs deprogrammed. Uh, what else? Um, Watch It Burn Itself and there's one other. Aren't quite as good. Yeah. And, and, but I can understand the mentality they're going for. Yeah. They, they think that like, oh, this is a one-off seven-inch or a single. You know, like we're, you know, a lot of, a yeah. lot of bands do that. They, drop a single and then like the single gets re-recorded for yeah. the LP and that's what they're thinking yeah. right they're we're going to go into a real studio we're going to make these sounds these songs sound like how they wanted it in their head to sound yeah but it's very hard to replicate like the original like energy and so forth of well something. yeah it, it, there's that and it, like it's a whole different studio it's not at Mystic it's at you know wherever they recorded that I, I don't even remember it's got to be a legit it. LA studio yeah you know and it's so the production is Production value is way up. Although there's amazing songs. My part, favorite Dr. No song, Four Walls Falling, is on This Island Earth. So, mm. And I love listening to This Island Earth. And I love Reaction to Flesh. 
I like the whole fucking journey. But if I had to choose to tell someone why Dr. No is so special and you had to nail it down to one song, it's Watch It Burn. Burn. For sure. So, And that's why the 7-inch makes it as my favorite California punk or hardcore record of the year 1985. Okay. All right. Um, Moving on. Stu, what is your favorite uh, wildcard record? I chose to go overseas. And I picked Amoebix Arise. Mm. All right. So they're basically crusty motorhead, if anybody hasn't heard it. It's war music in its simplest form. Um, songs like Drink and Be Merry. I would be riding my bike to school, looking at a uh, yellow-tinted sky about to rain, and... Uh, the song would just blow me away every time I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the riffs are fucking heavy. Um, the band looks terrifying. Their imagery, imagery is awesome. I think every shirt design or logo they have is fucking is just amazing. And uh, I love this record very much. Close to my heart. Yeah, they do a good job of like setting an atmosphere too. Yes. Right. So like. Maybe, yeah. That's all. That, that's that's the only thing that I think we need to add for for describing this. Yeah, is that it's also kind of atmospheric. Yeah, it is. I think that whole early crust scene is known for that. It's like that dystopian landscape they always try to describe, kind of like um. Well, I think the post-apocalyptic. Yeah. This more than discharge or anything else to really set that stage that you guys are talking about yeah. for for what came in you know into the nineties and they're setting it up for fucking Exxon eighty three to come <laughs> knock it out of the fucking park, yeah. dude. I will never get over how much I love that song. I can't. It's my favorite nineties darkcore song now. It came a lot later than you thought, dude. <laughs> dude, I know. Fuck That's sick. I wish we were all friends back then, and I could have loved that band. <laughs> yeah. It would have been my favorite band. They're the fucking no effects of crust. You know? Well, because there's no riffs. Like, they're playing the linoleum of crust. It they're is. just like... It's like the chord progression is like a linoleum-ass it song. Is. But it's just fucking brutal, you know? Yeah. Shout out, Exxon 83. Shout out to my tape that... Already came out. Yeah, dude. Get that shit. Yeah. Get that shit. Reflections, the cassette comp, 90s Nardcore. Dude, thank you for doing that project, Stu. You know, dude, like. For the love of it. Yeah. I yeah. think that uh, you need to be thanked. That was that was gnarly. And I, I wish I could have paid you to have that AEO song not on there, but what are you going to do? A thousand people die on a Bring your money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Benji. Who you got for your wild card? <clears throat> so for my wild card, I actually picked the Smiths. Me is murder. Nice. Uh, that's cool. If you want to choose a white nationalist record. All right. Look at fuck Morrissey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. Like I fucking hate the guy, but I don't know him, but, but he's got bangers. Yeah, he really does. There's some yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you got to give Johnny love. So yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah Johnny definitely. Uh, the, the other thing is, man, honestly, like I don't really fuck with 
uh, Morrissey, like the solo artist. Like I know people really love him and they write for him and stuff, but I don't really like listen to any of that stuff. Yeah, they got burned. Yeah, <laughs> they so went I along said. for the whole ride. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, this album is sick. Headmastered Rituals, great fucking song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. How soon is now? A great song. Oh, absolutely. And if we were to like kind of make connections today, uh, Nick Woj, the drummer from Cold World, does a sweet uh, remix with Mob Deep, mm-hmm. and that's that song. Oh, like a mashup? A mashup. Ooh. And it's fucking awesome. Well, wow. Quicksand yeah. did an amazing cover, cover of it. I haven't heard that. Oh, my God. Of what? Of How Soon Is Now? Oh, of like a, a rock version of that song? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I need to yeah. hear that. Yeah, Walter. And yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. I got to hear that. Shout out. It was on an EP. Shout out to episode one shout for out to dropping Slapshot. knowledge. <laughs> yeah. The legendary. How about the Slapshot cover? <laughs> it was so fucking good. <laughs> Dude, yeah. sheer terror, boys don't cry is yeah. gonna be the greatest. Cover oh, yeah, you know, I, I would agree. It's pretty this good. is a great pick. I'm, I love the entire Smiths catalog. Yeah. Um, I talked on the last time that we did this about the gin blossoms being my uh, my guilty pleasure, but for all that time, you know, like of being friends with all the San Diego guys, like those guys were Smiths fans, like you know, and wore it on their sleeve, and so it was. It was hard for me to like be like, yeah, you guys are right. So I was a closet Smiths fan for a yeah. long time, and and uh, but I, I love the whole catalog. Yeah. Did you ever have the pompadour? No, I, I unfortunately went bald at the age nineteen or twenty. And <laughs> oh shit, sorry, bro. <laughs> I know it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Um, if I could, I if I could, I would. <laughs> Joe could. You know, now Joe, my fucking he has a I'm, mini pomp right now, even. Yeah. Wow, I'm fucking bald, my and my off. fucking beautiful red beard is going gray. Yeah. And I, someone needs to invent just for gingers, like really quick, like so I can fucking have this thing be bright red again. I think your color is a 23C. Oh, all right, that's that's what I'm here for. We got Joe dropping knowledge on the fucking punk front. We got Benji dropping some fucking follicle knowledge. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, that's the best. Yeah. Um, anyone else on the Smiths? Is this the no. best Smiths record? Um, Queen is dead. No, no, yeah. no, I wouldn't pick. It's a toss up between those two. You know what? My favorite Smiths record is a live record, and I'm not a fan of live records that much. Um, but it's my favorite because it's so stripped down. And the Smiths they do a lot of like uh, some weird stuff that people probably love. And I just I love the live record how stripped down it is. And it just lets the songs shine and everything's perfect. I love the fucking instrumental song on that record. Um, I think other than that, it's only a B-side on one of the singles um, that I got. I used to always joke that was my favorite Smith song because Morrissey doesn't sing on it, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. He's an awfully good singer. Like, or he's a, I don't know. He's an awfully... He's okay. Like, he's, he's fucking great. awesome, dude. Like, he's, like great. he's a great singer. And obviously, great singer, great lyrics. It sucks to be, um, you know, sucked, Lucky, sucked down some shitty political path, yeah. especially when, like, the world is yours. Fucking you know man, I'll, I mean? I'll pay $130 to go see him at the Pasadena. Only if he uh, wears oh, a, a, tree a, a lot of, A lot of fools that were like, ooh, fuck you, hey, Morris, you know. It's like, oh, then a, a sick-ass show pops up with him headlining, and they're like, 
How much? Well, when 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 he quits that show, you know, which is the inevitable thing that's going to happen here. Um, when he gets hit by a water bottle on the first song, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then, you know, or you know, they're selling steak across the street, and so he's going to quit because you know oh, it's, too, it's too close for him or whatever. You know, it's still going to be a pretty rad show, right? So, true. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when? Uh, or I, that, I was that show that happened already. I think <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> um, I was on on one of the recent podcasts when I was talking with Eddie because um, he was talking about booking shows in uh, in the college in Fullerton, and I I was mentioning that like one of the only shows that I ever went to on a college campus was when No Effects played. Uh, UCSB, yeah, yeah, in like the football arena or whatever. Were you there? Yeah. Do you remember that Screech from Saved by the Bell had a band, mm-hmm. and yeah. they played on like yeah. the other stage? Yeah. Um, one of the guitarists of AO, he's the guy that fucking binked him in the face with a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he do? No. Oh, he. I think he stormed off. Yeah, and then I think he yeah. came back. I think he came back. Like the set wasn't over, but he definitely was bummed because he got hit with a full water bottle in the face when he's just trying to be punk. And did they have bangers? No, they were fucking terrible. They're terrible. Damn. They're terrible. But uh, yeah, down by a lot played that show too. On that stage, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember not so much, but yeah. Shout out Daniel from Against All Odds for throwing a water bottle at Screech. <laughs> that was. Now go do it to Morrissey. Yeah, just kidding. Um, cool. Yeah. So Joe? mine, my wild card. I chose "Tears for Fear" song from the Big Chair. Um, I just love this band. Mm-hmm. Um, they encompassed the good parts of new wave, but but again with a real guitarist and bass player and drummer and you know, um. So I really appreciated that, and there was they wrote great songs. So, and it was a big deal in you know in nineteen eighty five, uh, the MTV is there, and uh, you, you know growing up that's my my freshman <coughs> high school, so it was uh, a lot going on there. So it's important to me. So I love that record. I also wrote down uh two other records so i i had smith's me is murder on on my my sub list here but also the cure head in the door head on the door and uh the cult love were also pretty dang good records too okay so, that's awesome yeah um my 85 wild card is tom Weiss rain dogs now this is the second one uh on the previous episode i talked to swordfish trombones this is the second in the trilogy of uh, Swordfish Trombones, Rain Dogs, and Frank's Wild Years. And uh, this is probably the consensus of people that enjoy Tom Waits' full catalog. Um, they think this is the best record. Um, it just... If you, if you get to be a fan of Tom Waits, um, his albums, they are... They're real journeys. Like you can't, you can't really like pluck out songs and and get like the full experience. You have to like take the ride. Mm-hmm. And this record is 
But the one that you mentioned, Stu, the bone machine is probably my favorite because it's the hardest of taking the ride. Um, but this is his, well, Swordfish Trombones was him figuring out the sounds and doing some of those, like, here's a wild song, here's a crooner. This is like his first like complete album where he can do that wild style and take you through all the motions, and it's it's something else. If you like uh, this type of stuff at all, um, Rain Dogs is the fucking move. You know, he has some of his most classic songs, in my opinion. Uh, Hang Down Your Head being probably my favorite. Um, a lot of people think that Time is his best ballad, especially of like this era coming out of like where he's only doing crooners. Um, yeah, just an amazing album all around. Um, and the, the cover too is like, it just gives you like a weird feeling. Like, what is that? Like, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a, a jovial fat guy, like giving someone a hug and you're like, is this like an uncomfortable hug? Is this a loving hug? Like, I don't, I don't really know what to feel, but it's Tom Waits. So it's gotta be some weird shit. I don't fucking know. And then, yeah. And there's stuff on here that like, doesn't make any sense. Like, just, I mean, there's a song called Blind Love, which is just like a basic ass country song. And it's like, oh, it's the worst song on the record. Like, why is Tom Waits doing a normal song? Like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, this, this fucking record, again, if people are not into Tom Waits and you want to uh, see if you are into like, you know, 80s, 90s to current stuff, this is, this is the best record. And uh, check it out. That's all I got. I gotta check it out. Yeah, Rain Dogs. Um, right. and kind of cool, like the idea of Rain Dogs. So he describes it as like basically in a big city when there's like a lot of stray dogs. You know, like dogs are marking their territory everywhere, right? Like dogs are pissing. Like that's my fucking corner. You know, that's my hydrant, motherfucker. Whatever. <laughs> but then, like the like a big rain comes, right? Yeah. And all the dogs, they're just like roaming the city, like. Like, oh shit! At? Yeah, like we gotta fuck. Like, is this even my city? Like, stake whatever. And you claim. gotta start from yeah. Stake your claim. Start from scratch. It's a bunch so of I don't dog know. gangs, man. Yeah, dog gangs everywhere. I know, but you're starting from scratch. Whose corner is that? That's true. You know, and where's the weed spot at? That's got true. a weed spot over here. <laughs> got a weed spot over here. Hey guys, help me out. <laughs> How many years have you been playing guitar, Stu? Uh. uh Hey guys, help me out! <laughs> so Shout out District Nine, one of the greatest hardcore seven inches ever. School of Hard Knocks. All right, um, moving on to nineteen eighty six. Favorite California punk and hardcore record. Stu, <clears throat> take it. Uh, uniform choice, screaming for change. I got the same. Yeah, Benji. Oh, sorry. No, I, I assume everyone has it. <laughs> okay, let's talk know. about it. Let's All right, about let's it. go. Self-explanatory record, dude. It's the minor threat of the West Coast, and, yeah. I, and it's. I had to think about that a lot, and and hard because both bands are just amazing in the style they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, I choose minor threat, but uniform choice. It just feels like just from just because they're from California, I feel like they're like my band, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, they really don't get. I don't know the credit or the love that they deserve. I agree. Like, if I'm going to be quite honest, like I heard about them maybe like 
let's just say like I started listening to music in 2000. Okay. And I didn't hear about them or like even really pay attention to them, to them till about like, I don't know, man, like 2007. I could go even later than you though with that. Like, so that's like a span of seven years yeah. where it's like, I, sh- I probably should have known about them. They probably should have been under my radar like, yeah. when I got into music. Yeah. But didn't happen for like seven years. You never know though, because like we have talked about, um, on the San Diego pod, I do like dialing into this record. We've talked about it a lot. And Greg says it doesn't connect to that many people now. And, and we think that maybe it's just because it's a little too wild, like a little, there's a little too much of the YOLO punk, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I think comparing it to, to Minor Threat is a good comparison. Obviously, straight edge hardcore, whatever. It is five years after. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the speed is turned up. The vocals are a little more over the top. And there's so much energy on it. This thing fucking rages. Yeah. I mean, like, the day that this makes me not want to fucking stage dive on my bed is the day that someone needs to take me out back and fucking old yeller my ass. You know what I mean? Because, and I mean, the the set is state uh, like the stage is set with this record just coming in on fucking guitar ring outs <laughs> and the fucking drummer playing lightning fast with those little phlegms and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god! And then I, I don't I don't know the first hardcore band to like do like that guitar cutout. You know, it's like just oh cutout now the riff starts. Yeah, you know. But I do know this is probably the fucking song that perfected it, you know, and then it just comes back in like the now it's like you're doing these fucking fast as fuck ring outs. Now you cut out. Now you're doing this riff and now drums kick back in and now you're doing the riff that fucking fast with the drums. It's like, oh, my God, if that doesn't make your fucking blood boil, like, I don't know if you like this fucking. You, I mean, you don't like 80s hardcore, yeah. probably, right? Like, whatever. It, people can have opinions on the singing or whatever, but like. What this opinions is, would they have? Well, I mean, some people could think that it's over the top, like the operatic stuff. That's like, make, I don't know. That's what makes it good to me. It makes it great. You know? But I'm just saying, like, the energy of this stuff is off the fucking charts. Yeah. And I will say that, like, if you don't like the the singing on the like the verses, like when they slow it down and do the breakdowns, it's like that's when the fucking scene. You're like, okay, I fucking know what this guy's going for. Like. Yeah. Don't change and people change. It's like, ooh, it's like, I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's some of the best music ever. Yeah. I fucking love it. Great picks, too. Thanks. Was your pick as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe? Um, I chose uh, Dead Kennedy's Bedtime for Democracy. So glad to have him on here because I feel like, finally, you know, with us saying California Punk and Hardcore, to have them not represented until yeah. 1986. Take it away, Joe. Yeah, so I chose this record. You know, uh, we bought this new. This is, this is, we are, when I say we, I mean my brother and I, Dobby and I, and and our crew of friends, the, you know, John, Bernie John and, and his brother Chris and Rob Calvert and, and all those. And we joined forces with, the Wainimi guys, which is Pika and Forrest and, and Justin and uh, like all that. So so that that's when this happens, this record comes out. Um, nobody was sure that there was going to be this other Dead Kennedys record or not. Nobody knew what was going on with them because they were going through all the stuff with 
from Frankenkreis with with their their lawsuit and all the stuff that was happening with that. Um, but this came out, and we we had this friend Dan that had a car. Um, we were all, you know I was fifteen, sixteen at the time, so uh, not driving yet, and he. He would he would play this. I, I I just vividly remember this. He would play the song, and we're driving around in his car, and uh, he he played "I Spy." You, you, you're familiar with the song? I have dun, no. Dun, 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 I have the cassette dun, though. Dun, dun. Shout out to Fred Hammer. Dun, 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 dun. And then it goes like this crazy fast beat, fast you know fast part of the song. So, yeah. so it starts off this real slow, dirgy kind of thing. And then, and then it goes fast. And then, but the way he would drive, it was, it was just crazy. It was fun. Okay. And I would like, I, I would like, uh, hold on to the, I, I was outside the car on the, on the, on the hood of his car mm-hmm. driving like the, uh, Camarillo, uh, back roads and stuff like that. Super fast. That's not really interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's 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 the memory that I have. I think that's like, a great fucking, it's fucking interesting. It was yeah. super rad. Um, Driving yeah. and music like go hand in hand. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. it always gets the soundtrack. They to put radios shit. in cars. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It's it's yeah. And then the now, cover, take this job and shove it. It's great. You know. Now tell me if I'm totally wrong, um, <clears throat> which I am often, but this is like the most stripped down Dead Kennedys record. Also, I think so. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's the most produced. I, I seem like, but it's, but it's, but like they didn't do anything extra. Yeah, if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I was saying it's like it's it's the most stripped down. Yeah, um, kind of in a way that I think is is really interesting. Them kind of stripping things down, and then <clears throat> it's also the way that the Misfits went. Yeah, you know, like their later stuff was also like the most like direct. The, like the most direct songs they had, yeah. which are just like blazing. I'm not saying that this is this is not blazing fast like like fucking Oops. Earth AD, but no. it's that they're yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing like more complex songs in the beginning, and then they're actually like honing in and going for it. So anyway, am I completely wrong? No, you're not. Okay. No, no, I I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, which yeah. is cool, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. So, Joe, you want to say all the 86 uh, punk stuff that, that were, was out there? Yeah. So, also, uh, no, uh, no Means No, Sex Mad, Blast, Power power of Expression. I'm surprised nobody chose that. But That's on my list. Uh, White Flag, Feeding Frenzy, um, The Descendants Mystics Enjoy, are, yeah. uh, No Effects, So What If We're On Mystic. Terrible record. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, Di horse bites dog cries, and uh, yeah, and and fire hose. And what were what were your eighty six others, Benji? Well, actually, power of expression is on my list for eighty six for California bands. Oh, oh, did we not go to you? No. Oh, oh, oh we sorry. fucked up because me and Stu are the same. Yeah, oh, it's all good. Oh, I'm it's, so sorry. It's all, no, it's okay, okay. because. That's a good way to segue into yeah. this. Blast is the fucking shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and this fucking, this album is just uh, how it starts, mm-hmm. how it ends, everything mm-hmm. about it. And the other thing is, if I'm going to be like completely honest, uh, I really, I hear the Blast style in our area. 
Like, so sometimes yeah. when people say like, Oh, like that area kind of has a sound. A lot of times I feel like, uh, man, like Graham from an annihilation, annihilation yeah. time, yeah. like mm-hmm. plays, you can hear, you hear the it. Mike Nieder sound in his plane. You can hear the Greg, Greg in sound in his plane. Yeah. And, I'm biased because I played in the band, but yeah. Railer, <laughs> Blasting Concept, oh, for sure. Civil Civil Conflict, all really hone in on that type of like style. Yeah. And so I really do feel like it's become it's a part of the sound of this area. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um nonetheless. That's a direct link to to Fred being a huge blast fan. Yeah. And then Fred's oh, definitely. And then yeah, and then and then and then, and then in the in the two thousand one Fields of Fire in control tour, um, with Fred going with Fields of Fire, and then Graham coming out of that and and wanting to do Annihilation Time, and then having Fred sing for that. So yeah. that's that's Fred and Graham right there for putting that sound into the the. I mean, they came here, blast played, you know, in their prime in yeah, Ventura oh yeah, County yeah, for sure. Several um, times. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is when it started. Um, Cause a lot of that was probably, you know, direct people liked it and, well, and were influenced it. by it and so forth. <clears throat> but I would, I would say that the, of the last 20 years, that's like a, we can directly correlate that to Graham and Fred is putting it in the DNA of the Nard. Yeah. Thank the Lord for those two motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Fred obviously had a, a super special connection to them. You know, uh, put, putting out the lab stuff, you know, the, their, their post, you know, the, the post band and then, and then naming his first book. Yeah. The power after, after, this, after this record. Yeah. So yeah. And lab being life after blast. Yeah. Lab, but also shout out to Mandel for doing the blackout seven inch. I was just just saying, what about blackout? Yeah, Yeah, not so. Yeah, so not Tzog blackout. Well, well, lab could also be life after blackout. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, great pick. So going into oh, god damn it, I was gonna do such a nice transition, but we got to do the eighty six wild cards. So. Yo, music starts to get real fucking cool. Oh, I mean, I'm really like, yeah, around this my time, picks like, get stupid. Yeah, yeah, no, I was so yeah. righteous about like, yo, I got two hardcore picks. <clears throat> it, it starts disappearing a it's little fun. bit. Well, it's cool because you get to see what two genres you kind of like break off into. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mine just break off to being following some weird drunk guy. <laughs> Who's actually sober the entire eighties and nineties until today? Tom Waits. Yeah, he got he got weird when he got married and sober. That's the fucking weirdest thing. I wonder what his reality is. That's yeah. what love does to you, boys. <laughs> One day, I hope I find out. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to kick off the eighty-six wild card? Uh, you take us too. Okay, I picked. Uh, okay, first off, let's say. If this is not unanimous, then someone's it's, it's getting not. chucked out the window. It's not. Well, th- it's totally not. <laughs> and I know what you picked. There's yeah. a there's a cup there's a couple runners up that all that all all accept. Okay. All right, Stu. We'll see. I picked conflict, the ungovernable force. Okay, if you're That's gonna good. go full crust punk, then I can't argue it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like punk punk. 
this is the best punk. Uh, if, if you're going to go like punk, which I think bare bones is like political, uh, action oriented, um, passionate. Um, uh, this is the album. And I think that this is punk. It's, it's so fucking good. And, uh, I think it planted that, uh, it, well, my notes here say it planted the vegan seed within, um, based on the song called We Are the Alf. And that song blew me away because the entire song is just lyrics teaching you how to be an animal rights activist. Um, like how to like strip paint from cars and like putting sand in a gas tank and like, um, just cool things like telling you how to, to use herbal, uh, shampoos. It's, it's a fucking great song. Um, shout out Tom's of Maine. <laughs> um, right. Is that, that's a brand, right? I think so. The toothpaste. That's not a vegan toothpaste. <laughs> is that Tom's of Maine? Yeah, it is. No, okay. you fucked it. That's funny. I was like, what band is that? Can't you just like stick your toothbrush into like some baking soda? Just baking soda, coconut oil, you're good. Same thing as Tom's. Yeah, this fucking song tells you all about that, dude. Wow. Yeah. Ahead, um, of, ahead of their time. Yeah, 86, dude. Uh, every they song flows. They weren't the first two in that either, though. So, uh, yeah. First for me. Anyways, yeah. love this. Love this pick. It's a great pick, dude. Great I pick. thought I was so righteous, but. All right. Um, Joe, you want to hit him with the real answer? Yeah, Beastie Boys, License to Ill. <laughs> <laughs> Look how bummed you just got. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dude. Dead serious. <laughs> so oh my bummed. god! We'll chime in. That's dude. cool. No, I'm just I'm gonna shut up. Over I, know, here. I know what you expected me to say. But oh, I thought you were cool, dude. Yeah, well, no, I'm not. We're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm episode none now, dude. (laughs) Dang. From the mountain top. (laughs) How mighty we fall. Really? But Beastie Boys? Yeah, so I chose the Beastie Boys. This record, I think more than anything in the 80s, changed music. Yeah, let me say that again. This record changed music more than anything else in the 80s. How so? Um, so it's like it, the shape of everything terrible to come. Like, guy. well, it's like does Red Hot Chili Peppers exist without this? Yeah, because they first record was in '82. So yeah, and they're from LA. Yeah, they're the other worst band. And there's no internet <laughs> until Aerosmith starts kicking out all ballads. Then we got the three <laughs> worst bands. Dude, how are you gonna talk shit on the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Man, they put their dick inside socks. <laughs> I, I think it's called uh, Cocks in Socks. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pitch this album to me, dude. I'm open minded. Okay. So, also on this record is the, well, at least one member of the band that you expected me to choose playing a song. Right? Cool. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Dang. Wow. This guy, that's <laughs> okay. No, so like, what do you what do you like about it? Um, it was fun. the call and answer. It was fun. It was fun. Fun record. It was a lot of fun to listen with your buddies in a car. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can see that. I can see the appeal of it. It's just I'm a, I'm actually a pretty big hip hop fan, and I, I I don't understand this at all. It just doesn't resonate with me. 
Yeah. I don't I don't know how much fun music I like when I think about it. Yeah. Well you're not a very fun person. <laughs> 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 yes. No, it, you know the, it, it's it's certainly not the the cream of the crop of hip hop, but it opened the door to the entire world to what hip hop could could be more than any other hip hop record up to that point. You know, Paul's Boutique is far far superior as as far as uh, hip hop, you know, um, purest hip hop goes. Is that after this or before this? What year was that? Paul's Boutique. I'm going to say 88. Okay. Love that album. Yeah. But this record was the catalyst that, that that changed that changed hip hop. And anybody that says that's that's not the case is full of shit. They just they're 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 denying that this opened opened that door. So yeah. I like this record. I think it bangs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You got that Benji endorsement. Benji. Go. Alright. <clears throat> so this is actually really hard. Both of these bands are both from they're from New York. What are you choosing between two right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. We're, it's a nail biter. We're down to it. This is a tough year, man. 86 is rough. 86 is is fucking. Actually, I mean, there's a bunch of different bands I can pick <laughs> oh, from, honestly. Dude. But I, I have, this is this is the thing with these lists, man. Like I love them all. I know. Yeah, so Joe, why don't while Benji's deciding can you paint well, the picture for 86? I don't want to step on no, 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 whatever no. his pick But I want to hear all the ones. That, I don't want to hear Benji's just down to two now. Well, yeah, I want to hear your whole list. We need yours as well. All right. Okay. So, well, I'm going to pick enough. the one that I like Okay. right now. Okay. Um, it's the Chromags, baby. Age yeah. of Coral. Like, yeah. I mean, Thank you. It's like, oh, damn. Was that the record we were supposed to choose? I there's, can only there's, th- two, I can, there's fucking two. I can only think of one album better than and that. The, and the only other one, <laughs> the only one, I, the only other one I would have picked is Master of Puppets this year, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, like I, I didn't even look over there on that side, but I also I, it was close between AF Cause for Alarm. Oh, so I don't know. Not even close. Chromax Age of Coral for sure. Yeah, AOQ. That's my favorite all the way hardcore album ever. All the way. What? Chromags. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I I did pick Conflict over that. <laughs> hipster ass shit. Then <laughs> whatever. Choose dude. your favorite record. It's the fucking your baking favorite. soda toothpaste, bro. <laughs> I know. It's messing with his head. <laughs> whatever. You gotta choose your favorite, dude. Um. Yeah, Age of Coral, fucking great pick. We've yeah. it's been talked about on the pod so much. I mean, it's you know it's one of the greatest hardcore records ever. Yeah, you know, period. And objectively, even if you're not a fan of it, objectively, it's a top ten hardcore record for sure. Ever. And that was like that was my issue. Is like I, I would lump Age of Coral into minor threat category in terms of like. Which should be picked. Kings. I know. It's just this is rough for me, so Okay. So for the nineties, let's choose our favorites. <laughs> but or, uh or keep doing what you're doing. I like my it. Thing. I'm I just like doing it. my thing. I know, but it's it, like at least it's represented. Yeah. So But it might not be. Sure. But it might not be. And then 
because I'm not going to choose it right now. And then Age of Coral doesn't get mentioned for 86, and it should have been. Yeah. So, um, well, it is on the side note, so. Oh, yeah. Um, Slayer, Rain and Blood. <laughs> and Jesus Christ. I mean, that crushes everything. <laughs> yes. It does. And <laughs> we all talked about how that was going to be Joe and I's favorite, too, but, you know. I feel like that's the LeBron James of our choices of records. You know, he's just going to kill everybody. aggressive music in yeah. general. He's just going to kill everybody. Don't be mad. <laughs> it's like you, you guys want to fucking kiss next and fondle our night, or you guys want to fuck? You know? I choose to fuck. I'm going Slayer, Rain, and Blood. Oh, you know? It is... An amazing, 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 amazing record. I mean, how many times on this pod do I have to say I like And also the record that changed that music entirely forever. Well, if you want to talk about something that was like nothing before it or nothing after it, let's talk about the fucking Apex, which is Slayer, Rain, and Blood. Yeah, that's true. And Jesus Christ. I mean, like. (laughs) How fast is that fucking record? And how about that has the best opening track? And the best second track. Yeah. Best closing Angel of Death track. and Piece by Piece. Best closing track. Best fucking two songs back to back. Alter a Sacrifice in the fucking Jesus Saves. Dude, it's so fucking you know? heavy. Oh, like, <clears throat> it's... You guys are crazy. My little brother <laughs> called me. I, so my, like brother, my brother... You look so disappointed right now. Well, I, I just think that like if we need to make our honest picks because it is an this, honest pick. It is an honest pick. You just said yours wasn't an honest pick. Justified honest pick. Fair enough. I mean, if you want to get some in, but I think that's when we would allow. Like, I have a honorable mention that I have to get in. Yeah, You're I don't have any. Cheat. I don't have any honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. That's all. It's just I'm looking at my 87 pick, and it's like. I mean, I have to say it because I'm being honest here. It's not what I want to choose, but that's you guys kind of, will see. That's kind of how I feel for 87, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if we you're choose gonna, the same one? You're going to fucking hate my pick, dude. No, I'm cool. I'm cool. This is like the this is the offensive one. Um, But, yeah. So, what else we got in the year 86, Joe? Um, well, on my list is Master Puppets and then Talking Heads, uh, two, two Stories. And then that what, was the other huge, huge record of of '86. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff too, obviously. What were the other ones you had for '86, Benji? Youth, uh, youth of today, break down the walls. <sighs> right. Yes. Right. right. Yes. And then uh, also Beowulf, they're self-titled, mm-hmm. and they have a few fucking slappers on there, man. Yeah. Drink fight. Drink fight. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. You know, I think that now would be a good time um, to go to story time with Forrest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Let's so, bring him over. Let's bring him over. Let's fucking beam him up, dude. Joe has his number. Oh, yeah. 805. <laughs> let's do that. 6481100 is the number two, the Domino's on Ventura Avenue. 6431043 is 8675301. 8675309. That was my Dollar Tree employee number. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, I fucking love you. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's bring on uh, Storytime with Forrest. And, uh, 
This time you're saying we get a, a two for one, yes. huh? Yes. A two for. All right. Okay. Um, both of these stories involve the legend Joe Rivas. Oh, episode one? You don't say. Uh-oh. <laughs> you don't. So, story number one, and this is pr- probably late 80s, but we used to go and get um, Winos, the shoes that they had at, at uh, uh, Kmart. Kmart. Yeah, I remember Joe and I went, and we go in, and all they had was slip-on. We're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no lace-up Winos anymore. So we're like... I think we were just like, let us speak to your manager. Like, we were just like totally like doing this <laughs> whole Kmart. fucking at Kmart. And Joe's like, well, well, do you have a number for the distributor? Is there somebody that we can call? How can we? Well, you know, we'll go try and find something out. But back in these days, they made the mistake of leaving air in the tires and the bikes and the sporting goods department. So Joe and I were like, fuck this. And we get on BMXs and start tearing through fucking Kmart until they eventually kicked us out. <laughs> So, second... <laughs> Which camera was this? The Oxnard one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Channel Islands and... Yeah. Uh, Channel Islands Ventura. Ventura yeah. Road, yeah. yeah. So, second story. I forgot all about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, final. Okay, so this story, you're... I'm going to let Joe tell... Uh, first, you have to hear my perspective of the story, because my perspective of the story is totally different. Uh-oh. We're at... Well, because you're on acid. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm uh, definitely <laughs> intoxicated. So this is, I was it 8990? It was a graduation party for a bunch of oh, our friends that graduated. 89. 89. Yep. And uh, Joe was drunk. I was, we're all, uh, you know, it was a party. No, 90. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's 90. Sorry. But uh, so Joe and I were both a lot skinnier back then. So he like picks me up over his shoulder and starts spinning me around like we helicopter. We used to do this at parties and stuff all the time. Yeah. So he's spinning me around. So here's what I remember happening. He's spinning me around. He trips and falls. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting down with my back against the brick wall. But everybody in the party is crouched down in a semicircle around me, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Joe's brother, Davi, is like right up like in my face. And behind him, there's Joe pacing back and forth with his hands on his head, just going, I fucking killed Forrest, dude. I fucking killed Forrest. I fucking killed Forrest. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck is everybody tripping on, right? Like, as far as, far as I was concerned, I fell and I'm sitting down. And, and like, everybody around me just looks fucking mortified. And Dobby's like, oh, dude, his nose is fucking broken. I'm like... Dude, my nose is fine. I grabbed the tip of my nose and wiggled it back and forth, and everybody just goes, oh! I'm like, what are you guys fucking tripping out on? I thought somebody spilt beer on my face because it was soaked. And I just went like, like blew to blow the beer off my mouth and just splattered blood on everybody. I'm like, hold on a second. What the fuck is going on? I turn around, I look at the brick wall, and there's a line of like blood and hair and skin going all the way. I guess when he tripped and fell, he swung me like a baseball bat face first into this fucking brick wall. So I'm like, I'm a hold on, hold on. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom. I was like, dude, you need to just sit down. I'm like, no, fuck you. I need to see my fucking face, right? I go into the bathroom, nose smashed, two black eyes, like a huge bald spot on my head where I just like slid down the fucking. But here's the best part. There was some amazing fucking party that night that I still hear stories about. People are like, dude, you were at that party, right? I'm like, no, no, I wasn't there. I was fucking at home licking my wounds. But <laughs> it didn't break, but the cartilage completely dislocated from the from the bone. But yeah, I still hear stories about that party I missed because, yeah. 
Joe's story number? Damn. And in your perspective, Joe. So I have four. I don't remember what really so happened. So if you, if you <laughs> can picture this out there in Podland, Forrest's, I, 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 my, my, he's, he's on my shoulders, but like his legs, his feet are pointing to the ground um, uh, on the front. I, I don't know how to, how to explain that. Like his feet are here. He's sitting on your shoulders like, like a child? Like he's your a... child. No, 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 no. I have... It, his his shins are, are are on my shoulders. So you're gonna give him a pile and, driver, and, and, he, and he's he's behind me because we would we would li- he would like oh. he would like yeah yeah. He would stand so on his you're hands you're you're, ho- you're holding his shins and his knees are on your shoulders and he's back behind you. Yes. Yeah. Basically, he's looking, hanging. He's hanging. Looking, looking upside down. He's looking upside down his butthole. At, at, yeah. Well, looking at the back of my feet really is what what he's he's looking at. Yeah. So. And then I'd start spinning, and then he would come up, and then we would do, do the, the old uh, the old airplane spin. Yeah, basically airplane spin. And then I, it, it was at uh, Vic's house, right? Uh, yeah, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy a- Angelo, Angelo Miles. We were talking about Angelo, uh-huh. his his wife's house. Okay. We, yeah. This is they were still dating at the time; they weren't husband and wife yet. But um, yeah, and then uh, wasn't like yeah. a sprinkler head or something, right? That there was on, there or? was like a a dip in the. Uh, uh, in, in the grass, which was a sprinkler, we we think or whatever. Or a gopher. I wasn't drink. I wasn't <laughs> drunk yet. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. And then I stepped in that and like and then it just threw my whole balance off and force just went. I guess I was knocked the fuck out for a little while. <laughs> Quite a while. <laughs> I was freaking out. Yeah. Well, everyone lived yeah. to tell the tale. So cheers to that, boys. Yeah. Force is alive. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got you got mangoes. Yeah, dehydrating? I got mangoes dehydrating at home, and they've been dehydrating for twelve hours. I got to get over there, dude. They're gonna get tough. Oh, All right, so let's blast. They're gonna spoil. Fuck. Yeah. All right, I'm following up for California Punk and Hardcore 1987. I'm following oh, up Benji, man. and I'm going blast in my blood. God damn you! Do you got it too? I do. Okay, that's good. So All right, let's talk it's about okay. it. So Talk about it let's let's compare um, power expression to this. Um, the reason why I didn't get power expression is I just I, the uniform choice LP gets me right now. I think yeah I think if I had to choose one album I'd choose power expression. But I do love the direction of just getting like even a little more powerful, right? You know, in in my blood and maybe. I, you can't really even say a little more serious because like blast is like fucking pretty serious, right? Right. But this album, just the imagery, a little less like a little less punk sounding, a little more full sounding. Um, I fucking love the direction of this, and I think it's if you love Power of Expression, this is like the follow up record you want, dude. Totally. And to follow your point on just how they're playing, I mean, they recorded live their albums, but separately. So they really didn't like look at each other, but they'd have to feel each other. So coming into this album, they're still doing the same thing, but they're like so fucking locked in. And so to hear that, like, and you actually can hear that a little bit when you listen to both of the records, you can tell that they've really stepped it up and they're really just feeling each other out. Um, 
they obviously like practice a lot. You can tell through this record. Um, I really like the uh, song. Yes. <laughs> yes. But man, blast is the fucking shit. That's all I got to say about that. Man. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you could ever choose Ronald's be your favorite black flag singer after he shit on blast and fucking get in the van. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. I, Cause I read that book and I don't even remember that. I read that book and I don't remember that. <laughs> Stood out like a sore thumb. Fuckers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Fuck Henry. <laughs> I uh, would love to have him on the pod. I'd love to have his take on Blast now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> First um, question. Oh, we'll get him, dude. Oh, get him yeah, eventually. dude. A couple sure. years. Yeah. Um, Stu. Oh, I mean, I picked... 1987, <clears throat> RKL, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping you would. I mean. But this is what I'm saying. You got to choose it because what if someone else does it? Yeah, that's true. You know? Because yeah. I don't. I didn't choose it. Um, I fucking love this record, man, so much. Like, This is the most wild, out-of-control music there possibly can ever, be. Ever, yeah. It's just blues sped up. Scab on my brain. Scab on my brain. Into Hangover, uh, like you got the country song. You got Bomber playing Spoons, <laughs> dude. You got the Beastie Boys song at the end. Break the camel's back. Oh, uh, break the shout camel's out, back. Shout out episode one. <laughs> the legend. And the episode fact that none. the lyrics on this on this um, LP are all in comic form is fucking crazy too. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> yeah. So just, it's an absolutely amazing record. Yeah. It's a great pick. Love it. Yeah, we, we're going to pick it too. So I'm so glad you picked it because it's your favorite punk album ever. It and is. it would be bullshit if you didn't pick it. I know it would. And then, but we have we have gone over this record like a lot of the narco stuff. Yeah. And uh, great pick. Fucking insane. 87 Punk. I mean, who's doing it better? No one. No one. Maybe the uh, maybe suicidal tendencies. Eighty seven's full crossover by now. Okay, it's Jordan yeah. Harvey. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would consider a crossover. Album. Yeah. That record came out in eighty seven. So yeah, um, Joe. Okay, um, I chose uh, the Descendants. All. Um, I love that absolutely one. love Great this record. Camage. Uh, I love the art on it. Yeah, is this the in the covers album or the in the covers song? Was that? Clean sheets, clean yes. sheets. Oh, I fucking love that song, yeah. dude. Yeah, pep talk. Like, there's so many van. There's that so song many will get canceled. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> sheets are dirty, and so are you. So fucking good, dude. <laughs> there's a lot of songs that they wouldn't be able to get away with today. Plenty. I don't know that 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 necessarily. Like my fat beaver. It's about her cheating Only on him and him. Uh, him. Yeah. It's a good song. Him calling her out on it. I don't know if that would be a cancel culture one. Maybe you're right, but Beaches through the seagull guts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um but I, I love this record. And I, I think it a lot. This this uh little series that we're doing, it's really I think that maybe they're the band that's gotten shouted the most, which like goes to show like their discography how strong it is. Yeah. They've gotten picked the most. To send us for sure. Once? Just once before. No, every album got picked, I think. No? 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. More than know. more than two. More than two. Yeah, they've had three. I don't think I anyone think said. I mentioned yeah. that in whatever year the other one was, but I don't think anybody picked it. Oh, definitely. But we've definitely had three picks of Descendants. So, okay. Milo, Milo, don't want to grow up. Oh, and I definitely mentioned oh, there you go. three. Everything sucks. Yes, I did yeah. mention that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not until yeah. ninety six anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it has got mentioned three times. Each of you guys have chosen yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no one else has been chosen three times. We got Blast with two. We got Tom Waits with two, but both from me. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, other punk records that I uh, note, uh, I said Suicidal Tendencies Join the Army, No Effects, the PMRC can suck on this, um, Butthole Surfers, uh, Locust Abortion Poison Idea, although they're not really... California, so I guess that doesn't count. Flipper, uh, adolescence, adolescence Brats in the Battalion. That's a great record. Yeah. And then I was torn on, on if I was going to pick the Descendants or Neurosis, Pain of Mind. But I went with Descendants. Because cool. it holds true to me. Cool. Uh, 87 on your wildcard, Stu. <laughs> I picked uh, King Diamond Abigail. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I mean, it's it's the greatest King it's, Diamond it's solo record. So fucking good. It's their second album. The riffs are amazing. They're so fucking hard, and like the vocals are so over the goddamn top. And he's sixty years old, and he's still doing that shit today, dude. And they're so theatrical. He's, Every he's sixty right now in twenty twenty. You're saying right? At least late, like sixty or like. Going into 70. I think he's been lip syncing since the 90s, just so. No. I think so. Don't tell me that, dude. <laughs> I think so. Jesus. Because <laughs> um, someone saw him at Showcase Theater. <laughs> it's like you can't hide that if, shit. Wait, is King Diamond played Showcase? <laughs> yes. 63. That's fucking cool. 63? 63 now. Yeah. Um, I love me some Merciful Fate. And I love yeah. this. I also love this record. Yeah, it's a great record. Um it was on Road Racer Records, which later became Roadrunner, which I think is really cool. Um, just this whole album is like, it's a concept album. It's like set in 1845 about this family ghost. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything it's like you would make fun of heavy metal so for. fucking good, dude. It's too good. Like... <laughs> There's like a stillborn named Abigail <laughs> that like the family ghost tells them about and it like possesses Miriam. It's fucking sick. So, and I really want to see him live because apparently he holds like this fake baby in the sky. Yeah, you should, it's, just, you should just go see Alice Cooper instead. It's far better. <laughs> they, they just played. They just, well, last year, I think it was tw- in December 2019, they played. Yeah. It's a fridge. Yeah. Nothing I can do. <laughs> well, that's all I got. King Dam and Abigail is my wild card. That's a good choice. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Um, take it, Joe. I chose the Cult Electric. Okay. Um, this is the first record where they really kind of changed what they were doing. It's way more rocking. This first record with Rick Rubin producing it. Um, it's really good. I loved this record when I was a kid. I still like it. Cool. That's. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I love your picks, dude, because they're good. They're nothing I would pick. That's why I like them. 
agreement. Edgy? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think I messed up on this one and forgot to pick a wild card. However, yeah. I do have options. Um, and we already exp- we already uh, mentioned Blast. Uh, we already mentioned Suicidal Tendencies, Adolescence, RKL. Uh, the only other one that we didn't mention, and I don't know if this counts because it's a comp album, but it Dash does definitely sure. counts. Give me convenience or give me death. Uh, that has like police truck, holiday in Cambodia. I fought the law. I won. And those are all songs that didn't appear on anything else. So they all put them on that album, but man, all the tracks are on that album. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking great. Bangers. Yeah. Down with that pick. That's sure. cool. Yeah, we'll accept Any, that. Anytime you choose punk for your, your wild card, you're a winner. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> I went for my wild card, uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. And again, <laughs> just sick, like, dude. just it's like, you know, this is where we have to be honest of choosing what is our favorite and the best, right? It's like, Guns N' Roses doesn't need my fucking vote. But in the year 1987, they put out the greatest rock and roll record of all time, you know? And if you if you doubt it, Listen, it's so easy. That shit is so fucking dirty and so raw for being a rock and roll record. It's fucking awesome. And this is, it's just fucking track after track, hit after hit. Like the, you know, you've listened to this album so many times, you you think they're all hits. It's like Night Train was never a fucking single. Could have been. It's that fucking good. You know what I mean? And this album is raw and dirty for like a band that got so popular, obviously. Um, and the hits are the hits. They're fucking bangers too. Um, this is the only album I would vouch for, you know, Mm -hmm. like very similar to people coming at me for choosing like E town and shit. I'm only vouching for the second E town record. I'm only vouching for this guns and roses record. (laughs) Like the fucking, the double disc thing they did was like, very masturbatory, I think, and like just too many songs. Yeah, they're like not enough. Three great songs on that, and then the rest. Yeah, of this is garbage. It's like the only like one of the, you know. There's not that well. There, there's not enough songs that fucking rock. Yeah. You know, the best song was on the fucking Terminator Two soundtrack. Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So anyway, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, let's say 1987. That's what I got. Um. Moving on to 1988, Stu, what is your favorite? Or, Joe, you want to talk about the other? Uh, Sorry. I had GNR on here. Uh, REM document. That was a, you know, uh, this one goes out to the one. Oh, no, no, That song's on I didn't that. even know that was an REM song. Yeah. And then the, the Cure, Kiss me, kiss me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, was a, that was the big Cure record of the year, which is, you know, just like Heaven and all that stuff, so. Yeah. So, 88. 88, California Punk and Hardcore. Stu. All right. So, I picked. There's only one answer. Instead, Bonds of Friendship. Mm. Um, I love that Instead gets mentioned anytime because Instead rules. Yeah. I love this cover. I, even love, was, I love this cover. You know, Even though it was hijacked from a, a jazz record. I did not know that. Which record? Oh my god! Don't put me on the spot, but I'll 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 find it for Please you. Please find it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's oh. it's awesome. Did you see their reunion shows at the showcase when they did that? No, but they did one here in Ventura. Yeah, 
The with down presser and retaliate at uh, Mega and Sounds. betrayed. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, Mega Sound Studios. It's it's like a pet shop now. Yeah, there was um, only like fifty people there. I must have had a girlfriend at that time. <laughs> there, was, there was definitely a time where I like didn't go. To yeah, shows. that was like the second flyer I ever made for that show. Damn, I love that show. That was a great show. But I love this band. I think uh, it's just West West Coast Youth Crew at its finest and. Um, I have in my notes that the art's amazing, and uh, I think the drumming is fast, relentless. Um, um, Proud Youth, I fucking love that song. That was the first song I ever heard. Yeah, no, that's the opening track. Okay. Uh, Proud Youth is uh, he literally starts. He goes, "Proud Youth." Fucking love that song. I think he says "fucking" that song, which like kind of makes the whole record okay for me because it's pretty safe. Okay. Um, but that's all I got. I love that record. It's a great record. It's a good one. Yeah. I, I like it, but it's also, in my opinion, the uh, third best instead record. Which one do you like? Which one do you like more? Seven Inches Best. Will make a difference? Yes. Yeah. All bangers. Good. Yeah. All killer, no through or all killer, no, no filler. filler. Yeah. That's seven that some 41 record was. Dude. <laughs> is that? Is that? Yeah. Hey, I've never once talked shit on some 41 because they are unapologetic Iron Maiden fans. Oh, I, you're like, going to love my late 90s picks, dude. All right, cool. <laughs> when um, we get there in a couple months. <laughs> if we get there in a couple months. If we. <laughs> um, no, but I love the Epitaph record too. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. So, but I love all the instead stuff. I think it's great. Um, Joe. I chose Bad Religion Suffer. Me too. Fuck yeah. yeah. Benji, same? It was on my list. For yeah. sure, yeah. This record uh, just changed everything. This along with Stu's pick from last year. Which was? Uh, the Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh, okay. Those two records... Like if you if you were able to squash them together, that's that's what happened. That's what fat records. That's epi- that's epifat. And, yeah, epifat and uh, yeah. you know all of that together. That's it. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing record, dude. Start to finish. Bad Religion is probably one of my favorite bands. Even like as when I was a kid and I first like saw the Crossbuster and everything, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like it's so offensive or it's whatever. So offensive. Yeah, it was just like, and it was blatant. You know, they didn't try to make it look like it. Whatever. Yeah. I had trouble between choosing "Suffer" and "No Control" for '89 because they're both like. You can choose. Oh, both. Why not choose both? Uh, because they're so like and when we get to '89, there's hard. like all it's kinds hard, of dude. crazy shit Fucking in '89. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy shit in it, but nonetheless. You no, know, '89 is really hard for me because that's when. Death Metal gets good too, dude. And it's like, I know. yeah, okay, right, yeah. Um, I mean, eighty-eight. Kinda. So, uh, this is this is the album that changed my life. This is my entry to punk. So whatever. Yeah. Um, that's it. I mean, I remember fucking, you know, having this on tape, on dub tape, and like listening to "Do What You Want" literally like fifteen times in a row. That's a perfect that's, hardcore song, and that's listening to something over and over on tape. Where like there's no easy back. No, there's like yeah, rewind it, and then you go a little too far or not enough, and, and you have you to go like, a little keep, too far. You yeah. listen to the end of that other song. Yeah, I tell you, just going over and over. <laughs> just like I cannot get a fucking enough of this song. Like I don't know. I I wish I could hear 
a song like that again and like you know what i mean like what does it feel yeah, yeah what does yeah. it feel like to hear a song like that again that like just brings you into a whole nother world now maybe i mean maybe i have come across songs I like that because know. there are lots of genres of music that i've discovered since discovering punk rock um you know I, I w- there was a long time that I was into like really really into dub reggae, and then um, you know la- the last like four years three years, I've been like really into Peruvian chicha music, and so like those have shaped my life as well. Um, but that's like if that's almost like a sound I'm discovering, and I guess this was too, but this is like nailed down to like oh song number eleven on that track like. And I listen to this record now, and there's so many songs I love, love, but I just remember like hearing "Do What You Want" the first time, and being like 13 years old, like you're fucked. There's no going back. You know what I mean? And so, uh, this is the best, in my opinion. Can I make an observation? Sure. How are you going to hate on the legend Joe Rivas for picking "License to Ill"? But you like dub reggae. Because <laughs> everything I like about dub reggae is the exact opposite of fucking the Beastie Boys. Like, Beastie Boys is so, like, up-tempo and, like, in-your-face, which is why I totally understand the appeal of it. Um, because it's like, I'm wide awake music. Ah, but I'm in your face. And, you know, and, like, it's very, like, energetic and and, I don't know. I guess I don't know how to describe it properly because it's not a music that connects with me. No, for um, sure. But dub reggae music is the reason why there was a certain time in my life where I realized I'd stopped like reading books. And so inevitably my fucking brain was backsliding to being stupider. And so I, I realized that I needed to fucking, and I love listening to music. Right. And I realized I'm not listening to, I'm not reading books because I'm listening to so much music and it has the lyrics in it and I can't concentrate so I was like, I need to find instrumental music that I like. So the only instrumental music that I knew that I liked a lot, because I, you know, like a lot of the electronic stuff or, or um, instrumental stuff is too sleepy. You know, it's like elevator, you know, whatever. Lo-fi. Yeah, but I used to love, well, I used to love surf music. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get fucking way into surf music. And, and then you go through some of that stuff and it's like, God damn it, this one has lyrics on it. Like, I don't want to hear fucking Jan and Dean. I just want to, like, listen to the ventures, you know? And then it's like, how much surf music can you fucking take? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, only la- it only lasted for, like, yeah, it lasted for, like, a year or two in popularity until the Beatles came and fucking wiped it off the fucking map. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, inevitably, like, no, one, no human being can have surf be their their main music they listen to for more than a year. Oh, and sure. I did a whole year. And then I was like, I got to find something. And then I found dub reggae and dub reggae is like, it's, it's instrumental music is someone taking a hook and it's like, you can dig into it as little or as much as you want to. It's like, it's the same thing I love about great hip hop is it can like fade into the back or you can dial in and you can tell that there's so much fucking shit going on right now that the person that like created this is a fucking genius. Right. Um, yeah. That's, did that answer your question? Well, you just like changed my mind. (laughs) 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 Uh, 
you're gonna have to give me a, a list after it because I definitely now want to like delve into that. <laughs> Word, so sick. Word. Um, did we get your punk pick, Benji? Uh, what year are we on? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Uh, no, I don't think you did. No, um, but are we still on California? Yes. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one that I feel like it fulfills California. And it fulfills my wild card. All right. Okay. So I'm picking NWA straight, back, straight out of Compton. That's what I'm picking. That's tight. Technically, they are hardcore. Yes. Not hardcore punk, but hardcore, but they're hardcore for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then they're also like my wild card. Yeah. It's not punk. Yeah. Great fucking pick. So and, and fuck the police. Yeah. But, straight from the underground. But not Fred Hammer. <laughs> Technically a sheriff. That's fucking rad. Still a cop. <laughs> um shout out to his nice ass house. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh wait, yeah. We played a show in in his driveway one time and all his fucking neighbors came and pulled up on their lawn chairs and watched Blasting Concept play. Yeah. His daughter's birthday party. That rules. We uh, sick. on on Christmas Eve we went over. We tried to carol for him, but uh, he wasn't home. He must have been working that night. <laughs> so <laughs> what? That's awesome. Yeah, spread the that Christmas cheer, rule. dude. Fuck yeah, you do. You know now that uh, Trump's around, they're saying Merry Christmas again because <laughs> they stopped for so many fucking years. Yeah, Happy sure. Holidays. <laughs> Happy Holidays. <laughs> How rude of you! Yeah, for saying that. Why would you, why would you <laughs> want to include anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, okay. I'm a non-believer, and I like Christmas. I like it too. So, so, do you want to hear the other picks, or do we want to talk about of punk NWA more? Well, I think, yeah. Okay, so let's count it as his his wild card. Um, so let's do the punk picks of okay. '88. The other ones, uh, other chemical people. Um, suicidal tendencies. How will I laugh? I love that record. Yep, that's a great one. Final conflict. Dash dashes. No effects. Uh, liberal animation. Social distortion. Prison bound. Two Allroy records. Allroy says and Allroy for Prez. And Crimshine's first record. Sleep. Sleep with that. That's the first one. I thought duct tape soup. No. Um. Okay. Maybe. Anyway, but, who knows? Yeah. Um. It's a seven inch. So. So. For 88, How I Left Tomorrow, If I Can't Even Smile Today, may have made my list, but it didn't. I wouldn't consider it a punk record anymore. Um, and actually, I wouldn't have chosen it over Suffer, but it's so close. It's I mean, really, that's like, really good. It's, it's, it's Suffer and that album are like top 10 for me of any genre. I fucking love that album. Um, but I got to say, the only fuck this too. Eighty eight is a great year, dude. Yeah. Um Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. Now That's your wild card? Yeah, it's my wild card. And I love every maiden album from the first one through this one. And then I will add on Brave New World from the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's weird that like they didn't make my my list yet. I actually, I think their most underrated album is Somewhere in Time from 1986. Um, I hear a lot of people shit on that record. And actually, I've seen them play a couple times. They didn't play anything off it. 
But uh, that's weird. Yeah, it was well, a huge hit. Well, it's a it's the first time they started fucking with synth. Yeah. So some some people would say it's the first time they started fucking with synth, and didn't do it that well. So what's the uh? What's the what? I'm trying to think of the the cover um that uh, uh Jarvis and them do. Uh, that's off somewhere in time. Yeah, wasted years. Yeah, wasted years. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Janet. But but anyway, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no one can affu- no one can accuse this album of having bad synth because like maybe somewhere in time was their dry run. This one is fucking ridiculous. This has some of the best Iron Maiden tracks, um, and it's the culmination. It's really the culmination of their career. Yeah. The, this is them taking it as far as they can take it without being shitty, and they knew it. And that's why the next record they tried to strip it down to start over again, and it sucked. So this is like the apex of Iron Maiden, and you can like them anywhere on that spectrum. I mean, the first fucking record is an amazing record, and all the way through, it's building up to this, and uh, and yeah, it's never the same after this. Although there are lots of, you know, good records, good songs, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. this is the end of the glory of Iron Maiden right yeah. here. Um, and so they, they had to make it on my list. And also some of the best artwork. Well, yeah, music was certainly changing at, by that time, too. They didn't they didn't want to completely um, give in to the whole cock rock thing, you know? Because they didn't feel that they fit in. I mean, they changed some with, you know, with Somewhere in Time. Yeah. Uh, to, to try to like you know dip their feet into it just a little bit, but then it didn't you know they didn't feel right with it, so you know they went back to jeans and yeah. You know, well, I mean Bruce never did, but whatever. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> since we're on Maiden and we talked about um, Bad Religion, uh, Zach gave me a bunch of tapes, and um, none of the Bad Religion tapes. Or Maiden tapes play right because those motherfuckers played them so many times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bummed. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah, so Stu, what's your uh, wild card 88? 88, wild card uh, Slayer, South of Heaven. Joe, same? Same, yeah. Don't try to come back and redeem yourself. No, I'm not trying to. This is a far better record than Random Bud. You think so? Absolutely. Interesting. So sell it, sell that to me. It's better. Songwriting? Songwriting. Songwriting, yes. The uh, recording. Ooh. Recording for sure, I think, yeah. too. Really? Oh, I do. Good. I think Rain and Blood suffers just like a little bit. It makes the, that record so much more fucking intense. But if you're going to compare those two records, I'd choose it, it, If I would just, if, if you were to just take... The the drum sounds drums for like, sure like like South of Heaven like Dave's Dave's drumming in, on South of Heaven it's so clear what he's doing yeah well that's true. that's the cleanest and, drumming ever and, ever and then I mean and, just and, how tight and, it is until until uh, uh, the next record uh, um, seasons seasons yeah but like it's it, it's phenomenal yeah and, and you know, I just I, man that's so crazy to hear you say that and it's awesome. Because a different perspective on it, but I feel like Rain and Blood and Season sound way brighter than this. So maybe maybe like you like the the darker, more muted sound, but you don't think it sounds muted? I mean, the guitars do. Okay. Yeah. 
But that's how you want it to sound. I was just, I was just giving you the example of drums between Rain and Blood and and, and Salt of Heaven. Yeah, I just I think that I think those two, and, and that's what made Slayer happen. I mean, Rain and Blood was fantastic, but it's a thrash record, and then you get this, and this is like this, like precision metal. Uh, you know, they 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 did something completely different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Look, I'm not gonna knock South of Heaven. It's a fucking great Slayer record. But South of Heaven is a fucking banger. Yeah. What What's the next? What's the next gnarly track? What do you mean? Like I I think that what what other Silent Scream. Silent Scream. You think that's a classic Slayer song? Sure. I think so. Mandatory He's not, suicide. He doesn't do the straight fast beat until the end. He mandatory suicide. Ghost of War. Sure. Ghost of War. Fuck yeah. Ghost of War. Spill give the you. blood. I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. And then they go catchy with um, Descendant Aggressor. Like that. That's like what's a Judas Priest song too? It's the worst Slayer song. <laughs> you don't like that song? <laughs> no. Oh. It's the worst. It's a Judas Priest cover. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it was me. And also the worst Slayer song. Because it's not live and dead. <laughs> live oh, live and dead. Yeah, dude. Um, I just I think this record is like they're demoing for what would be their greatest record, which is the next record. And I so I think that Rain and Blood is amazing because like again, it's just what the fuck is this? This is the greatest apex of thrash. And then in seasons, they are able to like really hone in. What they're trying to do with some of the mid tempo stuff on this, add in some more groove, and then some amazing riffs. Yeah, and then add in even a little bit of catchiness in the vocals, like like Seasons of the Abyss. Like that's a legit chorus they put on there. I would, I fuck did that whole record is sold to me by that track, and that's the last track on the record. Last track on the record. Wild. Yeah, and uh, and and also you know, I don't like to listen to it anymore, but like the. Dance with the dead in my dreams, like that oh, one. I, got, I, that I one got everyone. That. I have to skip that. Track. I know, but everyone loved it at some point. Oh yeah, everyone loved it at some point. To, to the point that they can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I still like this better than than seasons, and you know, I, it, it might be because it's a nostalgia thing. You know, we, I, I grew up on this. You know, the first time I heard it, I was, you know, I had a, a tonsil that ruptured. Okay. And I was in I was sick in bed for three, four weeks and John Bernard John 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 was said came over to play the record for me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen to this. I'm on all these drugs and stuff. What a good friend. Well, I was like so doped up, like I'm all I'm going to hell, what's going on? You know, the, you know I freaked out. And then there's another story Stu wanted me to tell about this record that John Bernie John's brother Chris and I were on the bus Frontier and we had headphones in into one Walkman and we're listening to this as we're waiting to to get to you know, to to get everybody else on the bus so we can drive home and these these homies started fighting below us like we're looking out the window and they're fighting right below us and we're on mushrooms too we're on I forgot I forgot about that part and. They were supposed to be just like like you know like like throwing blows with each other, but the 
the one guy pulled out a knife and sliced the other dude. So the dude pulled. He had a um, a pencil, a yellow pencil behind his behind his ear, and he took the pencil and fucking jabbed it into the dude's temple oh, and shit. broke it off, and then just got on the bus <laughs> and just sat down next to us. Like, what's what's up? Let's go. <laughs> and then the cops came and fucking took him off the bus and then walked him away. But yeah, what a G. Yeah, <laughs> on shrooms watching this whole thing. It was great. Listening to Slayer. That's awesome. The Slayer. Yeah. <clears throat> That's um. It. Yeah. Killer pick. I love it. Anyway. Um, Benji, on your wild card. This is for eighty-eight. Correct. Yeah. Well, he uh, sort of gave it with. But I do have an option. Okay. Oh no. Okay. So uh, and I, I if I if I can just mention them, uh, Gorilla Bis- Biscuits. They really they released their seven inch. It's a great year. seven inch. It is a great seven inch. I love that seven inch. Um, high hopes. No reason why. Big mouth, amongst other tracks on there. Oh yeah. Um, man, it's Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. Like shit. Great art. I fucking love the art. It's iconic as hell. Um. I had a chance to see them when they did their reunion down here, mm-hmm. and they were playing down at the uh, Glass House, and I was with uh, Travis from Minus and a few other Santa Barbara dudes, and we were like, I don't know, man, 30 miles away. My car blew up, oh. and we had to like take, we had to go back. Like, there was just no way we could go to the show. It was oh. fucked up. We I heard it was back, cool. man. But... The tow drive, the tow driver, like he had a couple of other dudes sitting on the bed, like in the car, which was illegal. And then uh, he took us back and was telling us how he like towed Snoop Dogg's lowrider back to like Inglewood <laughs> or some shit. It was cool, man. It was <laughs> a nice ride back. That's sick. Okay, Did everyone, give their wild cards. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going on to eighty nine. Eighty nine, the want, final year of this episode. Do you want perspective on the other bands? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. So also in eighty eight, Public Enemy takes a nation. Jane's Addiction, nothing shocking. Living Color, Vivid. The Pixies, Surfer Rosa. The Pogues, uh, If I Should Fall from Grace. Those were other notables to me. So sick. Uh, eighty nine, California Punk and Hardcore Stew. I picked Excel Jokes on You. Um, such a tight album. Um, full Hesher. Um, the drums are amazing. I think the guitar playing is awesome. Um, the riffs are just out of this world and really catchy. And um, this is the album where Metallica jacked a riff and turned it into Ender Sandman. Those motherfuckers. Right. Is this, uh, <laughs> is this the Excel record? How dare flat, you? Flat, no. Um, the, the police cover? Yes. Yeah. It's, full so, he- it's so good. Full Hesher, but still dragging their toes in that they're like punk. Yeah. It's crossover. It's crossover. Yeah. It's, cross- yeah. it's, it's great, shit. great crossover. Yeah. yeah, straight up. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. This rules. Yeah. yeah, love it. Love the art on it. Did you see them a few years ago when they played Venture Theater? Never seen them. Oh. They've been playing a lot, too. Or in the span of, like, five years or so, but I'd say. It was fucking awesome. They were great. Yeah. Um, Joe? Joe. I chose. Instead, we'll make the difference. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I absolutely loved, I you know, uh, 
Bonds was super important to me, but this this seven inch was just so good. Yeah, and that move of LP first, and then seven inch, and then another LP. Yeah, pretty tight. Like yeah, but this seven inch is just every single one of these songs is sick. Yeah, and then you know years later when I was on tour with Good Riddance and then and you know and then they both covered Feel Their Pain. Oh, dude, this song's so good. Oh, yeah, Instant did We'll Make the Difference. We'll make and the then difference. Good Riddance did Feel Their Pain. Yeah, so I always thought that was cool. So That is cool. And both songs, shit. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Some people will say, just another Unity song. The more, the better. To us, they are wrong. Fuck. Yes. Dude, that sums up yeah, a lot of what I believe about hardcore. About. Yeah. You know, not enough unity songs, not enough fucking anti-racist songs. Let's fucking the pillars of hardcore keep it going. You know, let's make that shit fucking strong, bro. <laughs> yeah, activate this motherfucker. You know, uh, you gotta love it. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, my choice. Love that choice, Joe. Um, I went bad religion, no control. I'm going back to back, dude. That's good. And. Uh, and I'm mad at that. Don't get mad at my 1990 pick either next month. Because <laughs> these are the three, like, dude, 88, 89, 1990, Jesus Christ, can you do three better punk rock albums yeah, year, yeah. year, year, year? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Um, if I had to rank them, No Control is my is number three. But for 89, it's still so good. Amazing. Bad Religion in their fucking absolute prime. Um, who's one of my favorite, if not my favorite bands of all yeah. Well, probably my favorite punk band of all time. I back that, man. Yeah. They're, they're the shit. Yeah. I mean, hard to put up, you know, Bad Religion versus Iron Maiden, Slayer, and Tom Waits. Like, what, how the fuck do you right, rank right, that? Yeah, yeah, that still, would be a sick know. show, though, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I just hope Tom Waits would make it out okay. You know? Dude, it's like, I, th- I think people would be into that, though. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, sick. one day if I have enough patrons, I'm going to put that show on. It's yeah. going to be rad. <laughs> Smash that shit, people. But yeah, so I'm going Bad Religion, No Control. Stu, what you choice. got? For Wild Card? Oh, no, no, no. You already got me, dude. Sorry. Uh, Benji, 89 Punk. Uh, California Punk Hardcore. Okay, so... I might bend the rules a little bit on this one because I'm just going straight for Skid Row for their self-titled Skid Row. They're right. from New Jersey. Oh, what the fuck? I thought they were from LA, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but respect on the bendies. <laughs> you bet that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I think I think we're gonna allow it just for how yeah, much that was bent. Going, dude. <laughs> you bent it so far, we'll allow it. <laughs> you, you're paying a new like, way, dude. You like bent it all the way back around. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, honestly, then uh, aside from that, I don't have a California man. Okay, yeah. this is a killer record. <laughs> yeah. So sick. I love the first Skid Row record. <laughs> Youth Gone yeah. Wild. Yeah. yeah. They they just got tracks on there. They do. It's sick. Yeah. So they, they put out like several singles off this record. So yeah. Youth Gone Wild, 18 in Life, and I Remember You. But the like this is a deep cut record. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like everything is bangers. Like, yeah. well, and it's like it, my Cinderella guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is it? Is it? Cinderella is, yeah. But you're saying that like the Cinderella doesn't have like all the filler. Like that record's good I all the way think through. That record's good all the way. From yeah. Top to bottom. Because there's and, and that's just me, but you know. no, I mean I'm a fan of butt rock, and but there's this very few of those albums. Like, I mean, you get to the third Botley Crew album, there's fucking no good songs on it. Yeah. You know. Home sweet home. home sweet I'll give home, you home right? sweet home, yeah. and then what? And then a cover song. Uh, we like it loud, but that was a demo song. Okay, from from Shout Out the Devil that, <laughs> that made it to the next record. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah so I, it's just a lot of that stuff is. I like the first Poison record. It's more good than bad, but like I, I think that this Skid Row record, it's like the non-hit tracks are fucking good. Yeah, so it bangs good. all the way through. I'm just I'm not familiar enough with that Cinderella record. But I'm gonna check it out if you think it's solid all the way through. I, I, I'll check it I, out too. I don't even like that stuff. The other yeah. thing, man, is like I didn't really. Well, I love that guy's voice. So that's, it that's is why. fucking. Serious, yeah. Nobody's fool. Nobody's fool. I'm no fool. Nobody's fool. <laughs> yes, <you> Nobody are. <laughs> fool. Uh, but on that note, honestly, yo, butt rock is so sick, and they got the most badass riffs. And I didn't learn how to appreciate it until like I turned like twenty nine or thirty or something. Dude, it took me a while, man. So how about a lot this? of it's garbage. I'm sorry. How about this for a Nard tie-in? You know, an album that I fucking love is the Rat Pack LP. And like, when you listen to it, you'll you'll be like, "Is this like good butt rock, or is this like like?" first wave punk worship it's like it's walking the line so close between like original punk shit and butt rock that i'm like i can't decide what way it's leaning but i like it either way you know it's fucking awesome it's like it is okay joe i don't know so you gotta tell me if you can um what is rat pack in 1990 like who do they have i think just I mean, obviously Matt, but so in, I don't know who else. And is Matt because Matt's gone? And and is Matt from Oxnard? No, he's Santa Barbara. Okay, so Montecito. it's like a Santa Barbara band, Montecito. I don't know, dude, but that record is fucking awesome. And if you guys don't have it, I'll send it to you. Um, because I would like your take. Like, what what is this I'm listening to? Like, I don't, I can't describe it, but I fucking love it. You know? Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah. Might be the guys, the Ugly Kid Joe guys that are in there in the band too. Like the guys that ended up being Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, dude! I didn't know that that was a connection. I, th- <coughs> I think. I, okay. At least maybe some of them. Dude, I mean they, they, that was all. Those Here, guys were all the all okay. All this they, that was they were all a crew together. So here's how good that Skid Row album is. <laughs> dude, okay. Eighty nine, eighty nine. So this is like. But Rock's at his biggest, right? Right before it's going to bust. They do four songs before they hit a song that ended up being a single. Like, no no record company would let you sequence your album like that. Like, you're hitting a fucking single in the first three songs, right? right yeah. They do four songs before a single. It's just a testament to how good those first four songs are. That's true. Yeah. Shit. Big Guns, Sweet Little Sister, Can't Stand the Heartache. Because they probably thought Can't Stand the Heartache was going to be a hit. 
They just didn't choose it that. as a single. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. And then Piece of Me, fucking rocker. Anyway, that's the skid row. So fucking okay. great pick, so Benji. So fucking tight, dude. His, his wraparound pick. So um, <laughs> other... That was a great pick for California punk and hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did, they did do a punk record later on, right? Didn't they do a punk cover record or Skid something? Row? Well, GNR did, but I thought Skid Row did too for some reason. Well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. There's yeah. a mistake. Oh no, photo. that's right. They did a they did a, a Sex Pistols song. That's what it okay. was. That's right. Um, anyway, other other eighty nine. So did West Megadeth, Coast. and that's how uh, Jeff uh, got into punk. California, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, other eighty nine California band. Uh, Operation Ivy Energy. Great. Sounds awesome. Sam <laughs> self-titled. Suicidal Tendencies Feel Like Shit. Uh, no Effects, S&M Airlines. Offspring self-titled. All Roy's Revenge from All. Um, and Chain of Strength. Chain Which I'm surprised it didn't come up, but that's okay. Great 7-inch. Shout out Ryan Hoffman. Yeah. Thanks for being on the pod. And... Uh, yeah, moving on to the wild cards. Yeah. All right. I'll set it off with. Okay, let me explain because there's a lot of We ran into fucking issues right. with me picking conflict over Age of Coral. Um, yeah, who does that? Me. So like? with this, there's, there's like a lot of fucking bands that I love, like Sick of It All, like Blood, Sweat, No Tears came out this year, like Gorilla Biscuits, <laughs> Start Today came out this year. I love all those records. But I, if I'm going to choose one that I've, I don't know, just love the most, if I could have a wild card, I'm going to pick um, Nothing Face by Voivod. Um, I love this album because they were a thrash band for their first two records, War and Pain and Roar. And then they got weird when they hit an LP called Killing Technology. They're still going fast. Um, they're still heavy. And... Um, they're like they dabble in this like weird uh like space theme and so they have like this like technological theme on their records and then they go full on with this album and i wouldn't even really consider this like to be a metal album but um it is and i think there's a lot of punk involved with it too um but they go they go full weird and they they have like a pink floyd cover on it and they really fuck with like ugly chords and why I also love this band so much is because the guitarist Piggy um, influenced a lot of my other favorite guitar players, like the dude from Dead Guy. Like I love that band. Um, he was also in Rorschach. Keith Shout out Fixation on a Coworker. Dude, so fucking good, dude. Yeah, underrated yeah. ass night. It's it, incredible record. Um, but yeah, I love this. I love this album very much, and uh, I chose it to be my favorite. Love this pick. Love any time that a band's third record is someone's favorite. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Shows the band is like, I don't know. I like it. I like well, that stick to it and so intuitiveness. There's there's a mosh part on one of the on one of the songs and it is a full lift from <coughs> Igor Stravinsky's uh Rites of Spring and they turn it into a mosh part and it's fucking sick. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yeah. It rules. I wanna put that idea in a duel against fucking <laughs> Abigail <laughs> see what wins <laughs> okay yes. if you're the fucking renaissance fair <laughs> 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 right, 
Joe, you got for Chuck? Chuck, uh, Chuck Platt would be very happy that you chose that. That's tight because he loves he loves what. Anyway, um, I chose the Stone Roses uh, self titled record. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. This uh, never heard it. This is another record. There were the beginning of that uh, uh, Oasis blur, like that 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 Brit pop, that yeah. '90s Brit pop. Yeah. But just a year before, mm. um, a Manchester band. Um, they're um, <coughs> yeah, they were amazing. And we um, we listened to them a lot. So, I love the record. Cool. That's my pick. That's they were right. they were also part of my pick. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, I think they're important. Yeah. I'm not going to say underrated because I think they've received a lot of attention now, obviously, yeah. and people love them. <laughs> well, they could have been your wild card pick. I, yeah. I mean, you, you you've only thrown out your Southern or your California punk and hardcore. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bending the rules here a little bit. <laughs> Dude is fucking Benji. Oh yeah. Benji. Fucking Benji. Come with it. Wow. That's good. That's your new name, fool. Um. Don't worry, you got like a few months to settle into it before this comes out. There's, good thing I'm a Benji because there's a learning curve, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, so, do you have. Are we good? Is this the final? Yeah, wild card, wild card. My final wild card yeah, and then yeah. episode oh, over? Uh, okay, come on. If you got one, yeah, no, spit I'll, it. I'll read the uh, other. Uh, <coughs> De La Soul. Ooh. Three feet. High and rising. Good. I think it's a great album. Yes. Uh, goddamn. I mean, it's like part of like the golden age of hip hop. Uh, the samples they use on there, like they're cutting like Hollow Notes. They're they're cutting Steely Dan. Um, you wouldn't really be able to tell if you didn't know or whatever if you didn't like look it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until maybe like I don't know two years ago, and I've yeah. been listening to this album for I don't know a long time. Um, De La Soul is a treasure and I love them so much and I really do love this record a lot so that was my wild card that's a good pick this is a start of the stuff where I really start loving hip hop yes I mean out, outside of uh, Boys, yeah. no outside of outside of <laughs> Paid in Full which is 87 I think which one Paid in Full oh yeah Eric B yeah so Rockin I mean that's that's the start of everything for me um but this is when really uh, a big chunk of stuff starts coming out that I enjoy. Um, my 1989 wild card is Tom Petty Full Moon Fever. Full Moon Fever. Oh, that's a good one too. <clears throat> um, I mean, just to fucking put the pussy songs, the first song is like a brilliant <laughs> fucking move, right? <laughs> it's like why fuck around, dude? This is. Tom Petty stepping away from fucking uh, the Heartbreakers, right? It's, this is solo, and it's like, but it's still the Heartbreakers playing. But whatever. Yeah, there's they're playing because they heard the songs. They're like, "Oh, give me a piece of that, dude." <laughs> you know, it's like him trying to do solo and then knocking out of the fucking park. I can't imagine how it'd be if I was a Heartbreaker and I heard Tom Petty do this record by himself. You got to cut your fee in half. <laughs> be like, holy shit, he just did that solo. <clears throat> so you start with Free Fallen. Right into I won't back down, 
get the fuck out of here. You know, just two bangers like that. But what I want to say is, um, this album's got deep cuts, man. Um, you're so bad. Fucking beautiful yeah. song of like, I don't know, just it, it's like describing like a reason, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like it grabs a feeling of love and why you are, uh, you know, loving towards someone that is like not traditional. Like, oh, you're so bad. Like, I fucking love you. You know, like shit like that. It's just like it's not a, a conventional love song. Um, apartment song is probably my favorite Tom Petty song period. And that's like a deep cut that like, you know, most people, I guess probably wouldn't know, but I used to live in a two room apartment, neighbors knocking on my walls. It's like, just think about like, that's, oh, it's so good. Like the neighbors knocking on my walls. Like who hasn't fucking dealt with that shit? You know what it's like? And he's put, he's putting it into a song of like, like this song sums up so much of how I always like, not not I always feel, but how I feel Um, of the, the hook being it's okay. I'm all right. I just feel a little lonely tonight. I'm okay. Most of the time. So he's like, I'm not depressed, dude. I just don't feel good right now. And, and everything's gonna be okay. You know, not everything is like life or death, but mm-hmm. it's like he caught me at a bad time. I don't feel that good. Just hit me up tomorrow, I'll feel better. You know, like this is how that's like a to hit that human emotion in that song where like, you know, everything is so dramatic in mm-hmm. music, you know, to be able to like I'm gonna dial into that emotion, which is something the that a that, lot of people have. Yeah. You know, just like I'm just having a bad day. But I know that it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow's going to be okay. You know, like, oh, how do you dial into it so perfectly like that? Like, he's, I know a lot of people, like, felt bad when he died. But I just think he's, like, a big, big loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was one that got me, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this was produced by Jeff Lynn, right, in the rest of the Wilburys were like did parts and stuff on this, but Mike Campbell, I know, played guitar. His the Heartbreakers guitarist, like played played on that too. So hired gun on this record. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. So, yeah. so was Roy Orbison on this record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say hired gun like it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, yeah. So <laughs> it means you got to pay him double, probably. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a great choice. You want me to give these last? Yeah, well, let's wrap this up. Oh, I see a good one. Yeah, so the Cure disintegration, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. I fucking love that record. Nirvana Bleach. And uh, I had to De La Soul here, but you mentioned it already. So Faith No More, the real thing. Those Man, times are a changing. Yeah. The, the 90s is going to be buck. It's going to be buck fucking wild. <laughs> dude, dude on, uh, I had so many options for 89, like, because there's so many good ones. Okay, what else, I, you what else you got there? I can't, I can't pick I can't pick one. Well, as long as you chose the most important one, which These is are Skid Row self-titled. <laughs> 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 yeah, you chose so. two already, fool. All right, wait, go wait, these wait, these levels. Okay. Obituary, Slowly We Rot. My oh, number three. Sick. My number three. Yeah. It was actually on my list, and I had to delete it for the Tom Petty. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Which is okay. Like, it's cool. Morbid Angel. Uh, but, man, like, honestly, I, I, I didn't get into, like, a lot of metal or death metal. Yeah. However... 
they got bounce and they have groove and it's, it's just like <laughs> a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, the Cro-Mags, Best Wishes comes out that year. It's really great. I really like I it. I like that record, yeah. Sick of it all. Uh, Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Born to Expire by Lee Wade. Judge bringing it down. Fucking Bad Rain. There's a lot quickness. Of, There's like so much shit. Start today. Really Killing Time Brightside. Killing Time Brightside. I'm sick of all your faces. I'm sick of all your lies. <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking Cannibal Corpse covering Killing Time. <laughs> These are, these are things that I despise. <laughs> All right. This has been fun again. Uh, Let's wrap it. Great.